enveloped by crashing waves and plummeting brand value, the NRL has played its last card in the pack. It has launched Rugby League Season 2019 as a new era, yet the game has extinction written all over it. Lurid sex tapes, Cameron Smith refusing to retire, the Roosters as premiers, it's truly sickening. But history tells us that Rugby League has always been able to crawl back out of the primordial slime of its own making if someone utters two magic words. Fire up and Shazam! And all would be right with the greatest game of all. Well, no longer. The game has been blasted back to the Stone Age and the two brontosauri that are Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale can't do anything about it. So welcome to New Fire Up, the new Coke of Rugby League Radio. Welcome to a Fire Up involving 33% less talk, 33% less music and 67% less comedy. Welcome to a Fire Up that has the go forward of the Adelaide Rams. Welcome to New Fire Up, the Jurassic Era. Well, good morning. As we celebrate to the strains of Jurassic World, the world is absolutely as one as the news that Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern are returning for Jurassic World 3 in celebration of the Rugby World Cup. My name is Chris Gale. I'm here with Bridie and Robbie to celebrate everything that's happening over in Japan. No, hang on, no. This is new fire up. We are Rugby League <laughs> through and through. And, and there is safety in numbers. Stephen Ferris has taken the NRL coin and he's doing something involving music and the uh, Canberra Raiders and pressing the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Pressing play on iTunes. Down in Canberra tonight. So I've surrounded myself with great people. I've got Bridie and Robbie. <laughs> I've got Redfern Pat. Oh. I have... The most frequent guest, in other words, he invites himself all the bloody time. Dennis Carnahan from Rugby League the Musical. Dennis, good morning. How are you? Are you nervous? About being on fire? No, I love being on fire. That's why I come in here all the time. I can't get off the place. It's wonderful being here. I'm so happy to be here again. Don't mention tonight. And joining us, and if I can build this up... She is the host of Ladies Who League. As we move into cricket season, she's the host of Ladies Who Leg Spin. She's a Sydney Morning Herald columnist this week, and she recently won the Women's Agenda Emerging Leader in Sport. Don't leave her near an unopened envelope because she'll attend the opening of it. Her name is Mary Constantopoulos. We love you as Mary Kay. Mary, good morning. Chris, thanks for having me. And all that is accurate, particularly the opening of an envelope. Now... Are you in mourning because of the loss of the Eels last weekend or are there uh, happier things and thoughts on your mind, Mary? Look, to be honest, Chris, looking at where the Eels finished last year at the bottom of the ladder, this year we have a fantastic new stadium. We finished fifth and we were beaten by a better team. So whilst disappointing on the evening, I've moved on. The GWS Giants are playing in the AFL Grand Final tomorrow. Life's good. See, this is sounding very AFL, not rugby league, because rugby league should be, oh, I'm dirty, we were done it, I'm filthy on it, I want to work all off-season and get back. Have you read any of my work, Dennis? <laughs> yes, I know, it's all it's horribly positive. I have, I have a trademarked expression that's never been uttered before, radio is not a visual medium, but Mary did come today in a GWS Giants T-shirt and Dennis insisted that she put on the Canberra Milk Covered Raiders up. jersey. Dennis was going to wear a GWS Giants jumper as well, but decided not to at the well, last it's minute. That, it's not that I decided not to. My son has gone down to Melbourne for the grand final and has taken every GWS Giants jersey out of the house, the long sleeve, <laughs> the singlet, the, except for the fully signed ones. So he's um, they're all down in Melbourne. He's got them lying on his hotel room be- his bed and he's sitting looking at them going, which one do I wear? A bit like his father's doing the same well, thing. Well, as I say, you're doing with, the same thing with all your Canberra <laughs> with Raiders, Raiders jerseys. jerseys lined up going, what do I wear tonight? Oh. 
We have other apologies. We were going to be joined by Taramara Bin Chicken's card car- car- carrying member, I should say, Will Woolhams. He can't join us today, and nor can our founding father, Stephen Ferris, well, in who is winging down to Canberra. In Will Woolham's honour, I've actually been <laughs> wearing the Taramara Bin Chicken's T-shirt for a couple of days, and I do happen to live up that way. And I've had pretty much every time I wear it, people go, is there a footy team in Taramara? There should be a footy team in Taramara. There should be. Now, I want to talk to you guys about the emerging currency of rugby league. There's a lot of conversation that rugby league is a a game driven by hate. Mm. Earlier on this year, we concluded that it's actually a game driven by failure. 15 sixteenths of the rugby league community is ultimately doomed to tragedy, despair and loss. And I'm looking at you, Canberra Raiders, right now. Oh, look, I I have on on my desk at work, I have a bottle of the um, Canberra Raiders Eau de Toilette. And it's, it's, it's the scent of disappointment. I've always wondered what those things smell like. Disappointment, They smell huh? like disappointment. I think the word is stench, actually. Dennis. It, has, it reeks with the Does stench the eels of disappointment. Does the eels one smell the same? Oh, the eels one's even worse. But I think that this week, what we've really learned, that the true currency of rugby league... Well, in fact, what were we doing immediately before we came into these wonderful studios? Having a cup of tea? No, we're having a cup of coffee, Mary, because coffee is what drives rugby league. Can you explain to me, after his somewhat intemperate remarks, uh, Sam Burgess, I'm referring to, that the NRL judiciary is a kangaroo court, Todd Greenberg's called Sam in for coffee under the spectre of a $25,000 breach notice. Dennis, what did... Sam walk away with. Well, Sam obviously ordered the um, the soy double decaf, the skinny latte, uh, for Todd, and Todd was so moved by the shot of caramel in there that he dropped it down to ten thousand and suspended it. So, in fact, he came away from that coffee meeting with nothing, and he's still able to speak his mind. That is one hell of a cup of coffee, isn't it, Mary? It sure is. I want to have a cup of coffee with Todd Greenberg, please. My dental hygienist is big on turmeric. <laughs> and, and she says you should put turmeric in everything. And I had a look at a turmeric latte the other day and oh, I almost, you know, I almost yellow. regurgitated it. It's not great. It's not good, yeah. is it? It's, it's not like good. that lime milk the Raiders It's not very rugby league, is it? What, what would we give to go to Toffee with Cod? I and mean, we've had to- Toffee with, with Cod, that's a lovely piece of That's a wonderful spoonerism. And we said, Todd, we've loved having you on FBI and he's promised to come back. I'm, Todd, I know you're listening. And by the way, can I just send my very best respects to Mr. Greenberg and all his extended family. And Lisa as well. But I said, can we go for coffee afterwards? He said, it's too soon. So Sam obviously has the inside running. Mm. Now, the coffee issue blew up deluxe yesterday when down in Stanley Street, where uh, Mary and Dennis, I know you both can be found on any Friday or Saturday evening down at Bill and Tony's, Anthony Seabold, the beleaguered coach of the Brisbane Broncos, spotted having coffee with Brody Croft. Ooh, boy. What would that be about, Dennis? That would be about, gee, Brody Croft. Hey, hey, Brody. Do you reckon you could come and give us a hand? Because we're kind of duds! And the Eels beat us with 58 nil, and we haven't got any halves. We've got nothing in the halves. What are you doing, Brody? My big question about this is it was reported as an exclusive. They're sitting out in broad daylight. I mean, Yeah, it's not exactly... On. It's not like a secret location. No. Bill and Tony's, and, no. And, and does this speak to rugby league is that they think it is a secret location? Because <laughs> cause Stanley Street's a bit cosmopolitan for the, the average league follower? I... I Occasionally do a little bit of business down in Stanley Street. That Sydney posters are down there. Hi, uh, Sydney posters. I get them to make my posters oh, right, for sorry, the I, musical. No, so I that's the business sort of, was code for something no, it's, else. It's actually, but, you know, that's just me and Darlinghurst. It's yeah. actually literal business. Yeah. And a park, a walk, and I always see. Well, not always. I'd say one in, one out of three times. There's Webster. All right, Andrew there's Webster. Webby, Andrew Webby sitting outside having a beer around the corner from Bill and Tony's. So well, if you wanted to announce something in rugby league, but you wanted to pretend it was secret, you will be straight to Stanley Street. To let everyone see. And Brody and uh, Siebes, I can't do Siebold's voice. Can you do Siebold's voice, anyone? Oh, I can't. 
Oh, you kind of got one of those ones in there, but it's a bit deeper than they, that. They got done by one of James Hooper's mates. And let's face it, Hoop's mates are everywhere. So if you're thinking about doing a secret transaction in rugby league, stay away from the yeah, coffee. Can I just say, it's, that's a real big claim by Hoop saying it was one of his mates. Yeah. <laughs> to, to say he's got mates. Come on. Now, Oops. <laughs> now, now, we are at the sharp slash business slash pointy end of the season. And we've got two big games tonight and tomorrow night. But we've got to reflect in respect, <laughs> particularly for Mary, uh, whose eels went down somewhat um, resoundingly last week, to reflect on the two games last week. And essentially it was a tale of three sim binning. So I'm going to forget about Brad Parker tripping and being put in the bin. I want to go through what happened, first of all, at the Rabbits... Manly game where Cody Walker got put in the bin for an open hand shunt. Would you describe it as Mary? A little shove. I think that's fair enough. And uh, and then poor old Jake Travojevic striving to do the best for his team momentarily grabs the jersey of Dane Gagai in pursuit of Cameron Murray and ends up with ten minutes in the bin momentarily, but nonetheless. Still grabbed Entirely Dez. illegally. Leaving the poor Seagulls, who, let's face it, are now completely lovable under Des Houses. The Manly hate campaign is done, right? We all love Manly, don't we? I think it's been done for a couple of years, Chris. They haven't been having the success that they've had in previous years. Everyone loves a bit of an underdog, don't they? A loser. And I, yeah, basically, I, yes, yes. And even though he left my club, I am so down for a Moses Sully doll. I just think that guy is just absolutely quality. Well, apparently at the start of the year, this was a man that was sleeping in his car. If you looked at his jersey the other night, it was quite loose because of all the weight that he's lost throughout this season. It's quite incredible. But you know what that was about? So Don't he was tell on. Me, Chris. And, and I'm not here to promote any fast food franchise unless they pay or sponsor FBI, then I think we absolutely will. But Des says you've got to get off the buckets. Of KFC. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you put him on light and easy. And it's just changed his life. Look at him. He's unstoppable. But at the end of the day, poor Manly without a player for 20 minutes in the second half. Ruin the game as a spectacle. I don't want to start about the sim binning, which used to be for blatant and cynical. And those words do not apply to Jake Travojevic in any way, shape or form. But I think it was Des Hasler who said it best. Do I think we got... Do I think we were dudded? Yep. I think we were dudded. You want a word? We were dudded. We were dudded. We were dudded. And the issue with being dudded here is, first of all, I 100% agree with Des. I know you clearly both don't. Oh, no, I agree. Oh, I, oh, I disagree. <laughs> I completely disagree. I think Manly had the opportunity to win this game on several occasions, particularly considering that Souths were busted up. The rule is, if you grab the jersey momentarily for a couple of seconds for a minute and deny a try-scoring opportunity... You get sent off. And, you know, it might have been soft when we're talking about sin binnings. It doesn't matter whether it's soft or hard. The referee still has the opportunity to make that decision, and they did. Well, actually, actually, no, I I disagree. They don't have the opportunity. It's a black and white line. He crossed the line. He had to be sin binned. The the referee doesn't have a call in this. he, He can't actually say, oh, no, this one I'll let go, this one I won't. There's no discretion. He committed a foul behind the line in a try-scoring opportunity. I think some people are debating whether it was a try-scoring opportunity. But for me, it was. And I think the referee made the right call. Soft, hard, I don't really care. Jake Trebojevic deserved what he got. Yeah, no, no, I do agree with that. I think Manly were dudded just just because I love that expression. So, I like it too. Come on. <laughs> this high-quality rugby league conversation is disturbing me. So I want to I, I, I get into the conspiracy theory. How is it that you can say dudded and then you ring, first of all, to get your pizza order right, which was clearly what Des was doing in the rooms when the camera nine, Channel 9 cameras captured him. And his hair was flicking. But he had a brief conversation with Graham Annesley. They subsequently met up, and uh, Annesley goes, well, I've known Des for a long time. So in Sam Burgess, Todd Greenberg style, what fine did dudded 
get in relation to, to disparagement have, of reference? Was there coffee? Did he have to shout the coffee? They had coffee. Did Zero. He, who, who shouted the coffee? It's just crazy. How is that possible? Because I'm pretty sure I'm it's supposed to be a $10,000 fine if you accuse the refs of either incompetence or bias. I don't and drink I think... coffee. Maybe I'll start. Oh, there we go. <laughs> now, the, the, the other binning occurred in the Eels Storm game, which I will draw a discreet veil over for you, Mary. It's okay, consideration. Chris, I'm all right. right I'm you okay. got flogged. Absolutely we'll flogged. Put the blankets up. <laughs> but in, in, in an incident that I describe as <laughs> attracting the attention as the Apollo 12 moon landing, and the first time that Cameron Smith got put in the bin down at Cronulla, the world stopped. The world seemed to keep continuing after he was put in the bin after slapping Reed Marnie. But I think what we need to do is put those two incidents, the Walker slap and the uh, Smith slap, into context. And who better than Billy Slater to give us that context? When they bring in the, rang in the rule there's no punching, people started slapping. So they brought in the rule you can't slap either. Cody Walker needs to ask himself, what's more important? Feeling good about slapping someone or the semi-final that's at stake. So I don't think Cameron Smith intentionally went to hit him in the head. He's trying to get his hands off him and trying to get away from him. That's outstanding. <laughs> Billy's been one of my favourites this year. That's gold. I've got to say oh. thank you to the back page. Who did Billy Slater play for? Uh, Parramatta, didn't he, at I one know. point? Let, let's ask. <laughs> let's ask Mary. And look, finally, Mary, I do, I do want to move on. I, I do want to take away the pain, but just, just one final reflection on Parramatta's season. Were you across the story about Sean Lane and he, the reason for his long hair? I was, but I would love for you to share it with the listeners because it is the most rugby league story I have ever heard. Does it involve coffee? No. 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 Does it involve hate? Well, no, Sean was uh, perhaps mixed up in some allegations about some other stimulants, but uh, no, it's actually about why his hair is long. Uh, He had a very nasty case of ringworm. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) And unfortunately, unfortunately, the, the, the story goes, it got into his hair follicles, so therefore you apparently can't get rid of the hair, it's spread to 10 other Parramatta players. And did you hear the reason why it's spread? Because they share hats. They do leg strength training in a sand pit. Oh, of course. And they think a cat got into the sand pit. (laughs) And those nasty, unsightly rings follow. Anyway, I think we've established the coffee is the new currency of rugby league. You're on new fire up. I'll tell you what, you're right, Andrew. Manly have sent... Lots of supporters into this game. I mean, it's been everybody's opinion that they won't cross the bridge that you were talking about. When I say the bridge, I mean the Harbour Bridge. Yeah, I understand. I understand. But it's not the bridge over the river quite. I know that.
That's, uh, that's exceptional. Yeah, yeah, it's good. That just shows your rugby league gets in your bones, doesn't it? So that was one cup of coffee from Bob Marley in his early period, and he seemed kind of up. I think it was we'll explore in a little while. Marley ended up a little bit more mellow later in his career, and that site might play into what's happening in the ACT. But Dennis Carnahan, you have Rugby League the Musical this Monday at the Bridge Hotel, Roselle, directly across from the Meth Lab from the sadly departed Balmain Leagues Club, mm. and you've been reflecting on the season that's yeah, been. Yes, so I've done a little song about the season. If I, if I, if you'll indulge me. Anthony and Benny swapped teams before the season had begun at all. Now the Broncos have regrets. The Bulldogs' mad Monday was caught and the telly ran them hard. Jarrett Hayne and Jack DeBellin both had arrests. And Townsville sacked Ben Barber, Dylan Napa's art films leaked. And the Penrith Panthers sex tape victims hadn't volunteered. Gus Gould left the Panthers, his five-year plan was incomplete. God help me. That was 2019. A six-week origin period Despite Kev's coach whisperer Queensland lost the last two games And Kevy blamed it on himself Cam Smith held Bailey's head down Tried to pull his ears off And Ben Cummins called it rubbish on the face Sam Burgess pulled Bill Smith's hair Got suspended for a week But when he smacked Matt Moylan in the head He got off scot-free Gallon kicked a field goal The day the Titans won the spoon God help me Farrah retired that afternoon And I can still see Farrah Sinking tinnies on the scoreboard At his first last game at Leichhardt in 2016 And I can still see Farrah sitting steaming in press conferences After him and JT had a bloody row And can you tell me, Todd, sir, about your judiciary And their perceived incompetence and inconsistency Josh McGuire copped two small fines Hudson Young got 13 weeks God help him That was 2019 And can you tell me, Todd, sir Which teams you'll ditch or relocate And why the Channel 9 bosses Think they can dictate And why does Gus Gould come and go Can you tell me what it means God help me that was 2019. Oh, yes, Dennis. Woo-hoo! 2019, so great of you to do that as an exclusive only for FBI Radio, and you won't even be playing that song on Monday night at uh, Rugby League, the music. I, I might make an exception play it Monday night. Oh, will you? But I won't do it anywhere else, I promise. <laughs> okay. Let's turn on to the two big games. Tomorrow night, the Sydney Roosters take on the Melbourne Storm at the Old Girl, the SCG. And you're showing them respect. You've dropped the S. Oh yes, I, you know I, I keep getting lectured by other people about calling them the storms. So, you know. uh, but uh, you're right, it's the Melbourne Storms. Uh, now, st- story coming through this week that Craig Bellamy, because of the concern of playing on the oval, which the SG, SCG has the rectangular field in the oval, he rang up Eddie Maguire at Collingwood immediately after they got 
pumped by the GWS Giants by four points or whatever it was, and said, can we train on your training oval at Collingwood to get ourselves acclimatised? And this is because, Mary, the only Storms player who's ever played on the SCG is uh, Cameron Smith. I love it. I think it's a genius idea, Chris. And I think it's one of the reasons that we love to hate the Storm because Craig Bellamy is absolutely meticulous. And why wouldn't you try to eliminate any possible advantage which the Sydney Roosters might have and will have given their success at the SCG this year? There is a line of thought that Craig Bellamy's a good coach, I guess, Dennis. Yeah, there is. But, gee, wouldn't it be great to be in on that conversation? Because Bellamy... When he's in the coach's box, he's filthy and feral, and he has to walk to the back to allow himself to swear off camera because he does love to let some expletives out with quite a bit of plosion in his voice. That's right. Um, but speaking to him off it, like when he's out of the coach's box, he is the most laconic country boy. He speaks quite slowly. His, his tones are measured and calm, and he's a really gentle guy. I'd love to hear the conversation between him and Eddie Maguire, who, let's face it, <laughs> is one of Australia's biggest wankers. Like, seriously. So that conversation between such a respected, calm, gentle country boy and this wanker from Melbourne, that would be wonderful. They really should do... Some sort of documentary about the sons of famous people at sporting fixtures because you always see poor old Eddie's sons forlorn when Collingwood <laughs> as he storms out. And it reminds you of when Russell Crowe was yelling after a successful moment for and South. His and his said, kid just says, get out of my face, Dad. <laughs> the, uh, the Cooper versus Cam story rolls on. Cooper regards the, uh, the hand on the throat photo as not iconic. Mary, would you agree that that's not an iconic photo? It's an exceptionally iconic <laughs> photo. Everyone in rugby league loves that photo. What's Cooper thinking? He revealed that when your uh, eels were being um, pumped by the storms, he was watching the box versus blacks. What is it about Cooper? He said, I stopped doing my Fox commitments around 24. I mean, his whole life is up on a whiteboard, obviously, that he gets into the zone by completely divorcing himself from rugby league in order to succeed. Will he succeed, Dennis? Will the Roosters get through? I, I I think they will. I think the one team... Like, I, I can't look past the Roosters as favourites for this year's premiership. I've discussed this before. They have the robotic and brutal defence and they have madness in the backs. They have unpredictable madness amongst Latrell and Jimmy Tedesco and Luke Keary. So they're a wonderful team. I did see there's another iconic photo which was in the press this week of Cooper and Cooper has a little black eye. I don't, I, I, initially I thought it was a little bit of eye shadow. Training, training incident? Tra- training incident. But he's got his cap on backwards and he's got a slightly crooked little sneer and a little sneery smile. And I looked at it and went, this is the living embodiment of Strop. He's trying to become Johnny Cornell. He's trying to become Strop. He's trying to become Johnny Cornell. He's trying to become Hogue's sidekick. That would make Tara Rush and Delvine Delaney, wouldn't it? Maybe that's what his plan is. Um, a brunette Delvine. There's there's a lot of criticism of the Roosters as being too successful, and I would join that chorus. And, <laughs> and South Sydney great Bob McCarthy has described them as a new manly. They win everything that's about four minor premierships, two premierships, and they have all the best players. But here's an interesting comment from Bob, because there's a lot of disparagement about the Roosters and salary sombreros and mm. breaches of the cap. He goes, they talk about the brown paper bags, but there are no brown paper bags. I go shopping up there a bit, and there are no more brown paper bags, <laughs> so everything is above board. What a relief. Oh, if Bobby McCarthy goodness. says the Roosters are good... There's LD bags everywhere. And I think he was involved in the vote last night in the upper house of the New South Wales to get Parliament rid of the, to get rid of the, the single-use uh, single plastic, plastic, plastic bags. PBs. So if we've got no brown bags and no plastic bags... Uh, we've got to get those recycled shopping bags happening. But you know, this whole thing about the Roosters being successful, it really does delve into the heart of rugby league that everyone hates them now. We don't hate Manly anymore because they're not successful. Rugby league loathes success. It's the impact of coffee. It. It's, just, it's, just, it's just tuning everybody out. I don't like it. I don't hate the Roosters. What? <laughs> How can you not? I'm, I'm, I'm a member of the Roosters and I hate them. You don't hate anyone though, do you? Look, there are 
teams that I'm not a big fan of. The Such Roosters as? would not be up there. Um, look, not a massive fan of the Storm, but I think it's because I'm absolutely jealous of them. I'm also not a fan of Penrith. Oh, is that the right? riff. Oh, I know why. We're going to come to that, Mary. You hold that. It's thought. not just that. We're going to come to that soon. But Dennis, we've got to give you about for looking at the clock about ninety seconds of okay, time I'll to set the timer. get going about the Canberra Raiders. Now, first of all, you realise your involvement and in what you wear and where you turn up and what you sit and what you say and what you do has no impact on tonight's result. And how the Tigers gone this year? Ninth. You know, the word I hate most in the English language is ninth. Yep, how they go. How they they honoured Robbie Farah by finishing ninth. Jeez, oh, anyway. Yeah. See, this, <laughs> is, this is the thing. You say it has no effect, and yet your team's finishing ninth. Mine is one game from the grand final, and my habits of wearing certain jerseys at certain times. So tonight, my plan I'm going to give away my game plan is to wear the 94 grand final jersey for the first 27 minutes of the game, representing the time that Paul Osborne was on the field in the 94 grand final, then take it off, oh, much as Sheenzy took off. Paul Osborne to reveal the 2019 jersey and then put it back on with 13 minutes to go. But Dennis, there's a problem there because What's you that? don't have the 2019 jersey, do you? You're not going to give it back? Oh, you said 2019. Oh, no, I don't have the 2019 jersey in the salt. So I'm, I'm assuming that somewhere between here and Canberra, I'm going to stop at every sports store on the way and try and find one. They're not available online unless you buy. And if you don't get it, Dennis. Unless, I'll, just wear the tw- I'll just wear the 2018 jersey and that'll do. I've got the 80, I have got the 89 grand final original jersey in my, in my kit as well. So I've got that option or to go back to 87. There's all these options there. And this will affect the team. I know it. So. <laughs> It's the Battle of the Supercoaches. It's drama queen, queen Sticky Stewart as uh, self-proclaimed by Supercoach Wayne Bennett, up against Wayne Bennett himself. Wayne, of course, gave a hilarious interview last week saying that he got it wrong. He went to the rooms thinking South were behind, where in fact they were front. But Wayne's got an eye on the future. I think this is his last rugby league coaching contract. And he's, <laughs> he's uh, in, as you can hear from this story, is definitely pursuing a career in stand-up. I'll share a story with you. Jason said a couple of things and he kept talking about the three tries we scored. And I'm thinking, we've only scored two, but I just shut him out, Wayne. We've scored two. He's got, he's got his miscalculated, you know. So I'll give him the half-time we're behind speech. Let's make sure we're in front at the end of the game, whatever. And I walk outside and Sam grabs him. He said, hey, coach. He said, you know we're leading? I said, piss off, Sam. <laughs> he said, coach, we're leading 1816. Because I had no idea we'd score. I had no idea at all. <laughs> So it changed the speech again very quickly. He started clapping and cheering and said, we're in front, boys, let's stay in front. I love Seinfeld, that was great. Now, in terms of the Raiders, Dennis, there's all sorts of excitement down in our nation's capital. Uh, your mate Cosmo Simonson is playing, is that right? Yes, Cosmo Simonson. In, he's going to be playing in Bailey's Corner. That's very exciting. Um, the, Have you noticed that that he Dennis says he's got a huge resemblance to Kramer from Seinfeld? If you look at Bailey I'll Simonson, have a good look have next a good time. Look at, but not just the the face. That's one hundred percent. He just needs a little bit of poof on top of his head. A little bit of, bit um, of hair. Yeah. A bit a bit more product in his hair. But it's his mannerisms when he runs, when he falls over. He's got the same clumsy over you know too big limb for his body that that Kramer had. So Bailey Bailey is Cosmo Kramer. And if I said all the way was oh, CNK, Mary, yeah. who are we talking about? Charles Nickel Clockstad, but I've got to say, Chris Gale, a friend of mine, Nick Campton, he writes for the Daily Telegraph. He actually is selling all the way with CNK t-shirts and stickers. So if you are a Raiders fan or a Charles fan, actually, 
buy one or two because the proceeds go to the Ricky Stewart Foundation, which is all about supporting autism. How good is that? And you can get oh, a uh, CNK phone case as well. Can you? Yeah, and I think also hoodies are in it and mugs. And let's face it, I've got all, all my Lyndon Baden Johnson memorabilia. <laughs> so I'll just open up my Chansey Nickel Klopstad. Now, if there's one word that characterises Canberra, and if you go back to pre-1982, which is before the Raiders began, and the committee got together and they said, OK, we're going to form a rugby league team, what colour are we going to select? Would Lion Green have occurred to you, Mary? Sure, why not? Hasn't it looked great in all the milk and the food this week? Oh, and the sausages and, and the, the bread. bread. Yeah, yep. Everything's going green. It reminds me of a song by <laughs> Kermit the Frog. But not only is Canberra going green, but the green stuff is taking over with the news that uh, marijuana is about to be legalised for personal use in Canberra. Now, Will, who was going to join us today, pointed out <laughs> that when, I think it was uh, Denver and Seattle legalised, their states legalised personal uh, cannabis use, they went on to win the Super Bowl. So... Is this what's going to get you over the top? Is the is weed it, going to take you all the way to the top? See, we don't have a, a super mulling bowl as, a, as the prize. Is that what he's saying? That the, 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 the mulling bowl. But uh, look, I, I think it could. And, and the um, I can imagine the hash cookies being cooked. There'll be the lot. It's going to be fantastic. I, I, I I'm, I'm beside myself with excitement that Canberra has now embraced fully green. The trams. They decided that it was too expensive to paint the light rail carriages green. For, for merely a preliminary final, but the ACT government is seriously considering painting them green if they get to the grand final. And the Fox media has been a speedness of the punch. I know Stephen Ferris is very excited about going down and being, you know, involved or immersed in the Viking clap, but he was unaware of the horn. 1989 oh, no. grand final hero, Dean Lance will be on the horn. Oh, and Dean, Dean Rambo Lance, former Jet, former yeah, Jet. Yes, and in celebration of the recent laws being announced, they're turning the horn just a one-off into a massive big orange juice bottle. Yeah, they had to lock, up your, lock up your hoses, lock so, up your garden hose. Good luck to the Raiders, good luck when they're on the wacky tobacco.
Time for the latest installment of the life and times of Gus Gould. Where are you this weekend? Uh, I'm actually going to Orange tomorrow. Right. Uh, for a, um, uh, an event up there, which I agreed to some time ago. Chris Gresmel actually is doing some great work out there in the, in the space of um, mental health for um, Aboriginal uh, young men and Right. Going out there with Joey Williams and the Coach Whisperer is going to be Joey there. Oh, oh, he's, he's a guest speaker on the night. Have you met the Coach Whisperer before? I haven't met him. Oh. I haven't met him. No, I'll meet him out there in Orange. On Friday, I've got a very important luncheon appointment with uh, a couple of very close friends, and one of which is Nick Politis and, and Graham Richardson. I think it's Graham's birthday on Friday too. Great, Richard. And that was the latest instalment of the life and times of Gus Gould. Rugby League, you magnificent beast. Newtown are fired up. There's so much to be fired up about. We've got, we'll talk about that in a moment. But first of all, can I simply take this opportunity to say, Mary Kay, how much do you love Gus Gould? Look, what I do want to say is that we had Peter Pasoltis on our show on Monday night yes. and he does a lot of commentary for the WNRL and he was talking about Gus and a lot of the commentators volunteering their time to do commentary on that competition. So a big thumbs up to Gus on that. But, <laughs> yeah, look, let's just leave it there, shall we? Can I back this up? Like, it, Mary has, has called Gus because a couple of years ago he said... Can we? <laughs> he said something. Then, then now he's saying something else. He's changed his position. But calling Gus for hypocrisy is like calling a leopard for having spots. It's like saying, <laughs> look at that tiger. The damn thing's got stripes. I just, I, Chris, he seems very angry about the game of rugby league. And it's because a, that's what rugby league's meant to be about. Well, I, I, I didn't get that memo. This, this is what happens when you're a visionary and oracle, Mary. You're misunderstood. And I've noticed, because I religiously listen to Ladies Who League. I love the work that you and Brittany do. But you've fallen into the same habit that Gus fell into a few years ago, which was you can't mention him by name. You'll say some commentators X, some commentators then say Y. Now, Gus did this around Paul Gallon. He said he would refer to him as the number 13, and he goes, he's gassed, Andrew, he's gassed. And now Gus and Gal are best mates. I see a future. I see a vista where you, you and what? Gus Gould go through and promote the same causes in rugby league, and the game will be much you know better what, for well, him. Look, no, you know what they need? Can I, can I put a in here? A cup of coffee? A coffee. Mary and Gus to sit down over a coffee. What I want to say is if Phil Gould and I ever do team up, I certainly hope it's for causes like he's heading up to Orange for, because that is the good stuff of 100%. And, and we had that's a, that's a real coming together of the minds. We'd love Gus to be on the show. But we had Joe Williams on this show during the season talking about mental health. And he's he been, was fantastic. And he's been very vocal during this mm. particular week as well. I don't know, Ben Ross had a, a sadness this week, and he's been speaking out. And everybody knows that I am as 
one with Bradley Charles Stubbs, the coach whisperer. And the fact that Stubbsy and Gussie are getting together makes me hopeful for the future, hopeful for your future, Mary. Rugby League will be the winner. <laughs> a quick shout-out from Todd from Ransgate, who says hi to Mary and to Cool Carnahan and says, go Tigerland. He's obviously a Richmond fan. Hey, Todd, all the best. My dad's a Tigers fan, so enjoy. Is there anything that we'd like to say in closure? Now, you do have your show, Rugby League, the musical, September 30, this Monday, Bridge Hotel, Dennis. Final thoughts? The last ever Mad Monday at the Bridge Hotel for 2019. So, uh, yes, very important night. Mary, your weekend? tickets are actually selling. There you go. (laughs) Unbelievable. Trying to be in three places at once on Sunday, but I believe I will be going to the NRLW for the first half and then scooting over to North Sydney Oval to watch the Australian women's cricket team. Good luck to the Jets. Good luck to Tim Manor. Don't make me choose. One fifteen, Leichhardt Oval, the Roosters take on the Dragons and the NRLW. It's Taufa versus Apps. Taufa's out, I believe. Really? I'm sorry to hear that. I believe, with an injury. Right, the Roosters are stuffed. Uh, she's their leading fantasy point scorer. Uh, 3 p.m. at Bankwest Stadium, the Newtown Jets. Come on, the Jets. We love the Jets here. Take on your feeder team, Wentworthville we Magpies. We do love the Jets. And why are there two Magpies in the Canterbury Cup? It really annoys me. Because it's spring. They're very common. And good luck. And I don't know. Are they the Southern Stars anymore? I just don't know. Colloquially, yes. But to be on parity with the Australian men's team, they're now the Australian women's team. Call them the Southern Stars colloquially. I think we've learned nothing. Look, it's been, it's been an absolute thrill to not have Stephen Ferris here. We should make it a habit. Unfortunately, he will be back for our grand final preview show where we have the one, the only, Chris Gale. No, H.G. Nelson joining us next week on the grand final show. Bridie and Robbie, you've had absolutely no opportunity to get on the mic. Have you got any words uh, before Dennis sings this out? It's very interesting to listen to. Thank you. Interesting, huh? Beautifully said. Bridie Dennis... does seem to have glazed over a little there. She kind of had to wake up. I have to speak? What? what? This has been the new Fire Up. We do want to hand over, leave you in the capable hands of Bridie and Robbie. Thank you to Redfern Pat for all his efforts this morning as well. Dennis, you have one more platform go. We're bad and mean, the green machine. We hit them hard and they see green. We're big and strong and fast and lean. That's why we're called the green machine. We're the bad and mean, the green machine. The ACT. Don't try and stop these men in green, cause we'll hit ya, hit ya, hit ya, and you'll see green.